have your Bibles this morning, turn to 2 Kings chapter number 5. 2 Kings chapter number 5. If you're watching us online on Facebook, thank you for being uh, with us today. I know a lot of our church is still social distancing, and that's okay. You guys have our love, our support, uh, but we're glad for, to have you guys here in the church with us. If you're new to Grace, we're going to put some of these scriptures on the screen. We're going to start today, and I'm going to preach a message, and here's the title of the message. Nothing, 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 breakthrough. All right, nothing, 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 breakthrough, okay? Nothing, 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 and then breakthrough. Second Kings chapter 5 tells the story of a man whose name is Naaman, and the Bible says he was a good man. He was a commander of the armies of Syria, and uh, he was a man of wealth, a man of position, and, but the Bible says this about Naaman, he was a leper. He was a leper. And so if you know anything about leprosy, you study leprosy, you find that leprosy was a death sentence. It was an incurable disease. It was a, an affliction that affected your skin, but ultimately it not only would affect all of your skin, parts of your body would begin to fall off. You'd lose a finger, you'd lose toes, and ultimately you lost your life. In fact, you were ostracized from society. You were an outcast. And so to be leprous in this day was as bad as it could get. But he'd heard that there was a man of God who was able to, to speak healing over his life and, and perform miracles. And so he sought out the man whose name was Elisha. So 2 Kings chapter 5, let's start reading in verse number 9, says, Then Naaman went with his horses and chariot, and he stood at the door of Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to him, saying, Go and wash in the Jordan seven times, and your flesh shall be restored to you, and you shall be clean. But Naaman became furious, and he went away and said, Indeed, I said to myself, What's this? Indeed, I said to myself, He will surely come out to me. He'll stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hand over the place and heal the leprosy. Are not the Abana and the Farpar, the rivers of Damascus, better than all the waters of Israel? Could I not wash in them and be clean? So he turned and went away in, his ra in a rage. Verse 13 says, And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, in other words, something difficult, something unique, right? Would you not have done it? How much more of them when he says to you, Wash and be clean? Watch verse 14. So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. He went down into the Jordan, and he dipped seven times, and his flesh became clean. Now, you can read into the story that apparently his leprosy was not completely bad because he had this preconceived idea of exactly how, exactly how the healing was to take place. First, because he was a man of stature, a man of wealth and a position, he had servants, right? First, the man of God was going to go greet him himself. Naaman, so good to see you, right? It's great to have you here today. What can I do for you? And then he would wave his hand, just simply just wave his hand. Wouldn't need to hardly say anything. Just a simple, be clean. Just to be clean. And immediately I'd be healed, right? 
And as if we don't, in this day, come to God with the same preconceived notions of exactly how he's going to get us out of the mess that we have gotten ourselves into. That God is just going to simply wave it away. That it's just going to be one prayer, right? We pray and suddenly the miracle is going to come. That it's just going to be one tithe and the financial breakthrough is going to come. I'm just going to go to church one time and all of a sudden I'm going to see the whole situation turned around. And surely that's exactly how it's going to happen. And not only do we, do we think that, because that's exactly what the Bible says, Naaman thought this is how it's going to happen. Not only do we think it in our prayers, we even give God suggestions on how it's going to happen, right? God, if you only would cause this and this and this to come to pass, then, 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 then I'll be happy and I'll see breakthrough. But all of a sudden, God leads us into this path and this life that requires faith. And I would argue this, that God will never lead you through a life that doesn't require faith. Come on now. In fact, I would also say God would never lead you through a year that doesn't require faith. In fact, you can say this. God will never lead you through a month that doesn't require faith. How about this? God will never lead you through a day of your life that doesn't require some sort of faith. Listen, God's going to require faith. If you just prayed one time and, and everything that you ever asked for just came to pass, there wouldn't be any faith needed, right? Right? Now listen, sometimes when we pray, we have to believe, even when we don't see the breakthrough, we have to believe that the prayer is being heard, that God is already moving behind the scenes, even when we don't see it with our natural eyes. Amen? Amen? We have to, we have to believe that God is at work. We have to believe that even though we dip down in the river one time, we may come up with nothing. But we dip down again, right? Because it's nothing. Listen, like this. It was nothing, 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 breakthrough. Breakthrough, right? Do you remember that when Elijah told his servant, now listen, Elijah was in the middle of a famine. He had just had an incredible victory. This is in 1 Kings chapter 18. And he's believing for rain. In fact, he says to his servant, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. And so he says to his servant, I want you to go and I want you to look for rain. And so the servant goes and he comes back and he tells Elijah, listen, there's nothing. There's nothing. There's not a cloud in the sky. And what does Elijah say? Elijah says to the servant, go look again. Come on now, go look again. And so he did it, and he went one time, and then he went two times, and three times. In fact, it was nothing, 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 nothing. And then he said, go a seventh time. And when he went the seventh time, he came back and he said, I see a cloud. Hallelujah. It's not a big cloud, but I do see a cloud. Amen. So we have to understand, we may end up praying and nothing happens. We may end up tithing, nothing happens. We may come to church and we get back home and it's the exact same way that our life was when before we went to church. And it's nothing, nothing, nothing. But you have to believe that something's going to happen. You keep standing. You keep declaring. You keep being obedient. You don't quit. You don't give up because you have to say, hey, listen, I'm still believing for breakthrough. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. 
breakthrough. Amen? Listen, I got a phone call last week that just shook me. I mean, it just shook me. It wasn't about me or my family, and it wasn't about anybody in this church, but it was something that, that I got, and it just shook me to my core. In fact, I literally started just shaking. I got so nervous, and I got so upset, I just started shaking, and it was about some, somebody else. I was just, I was so worried for them. I got so worried that I just called my wife, and I said, baby, I'm scared. I'm just scared. I'm nervous. How many of you had faith failure? Anybody had a moment of faith failure? Not here, but other churches, other people in other churches deal with this. And your pastor, okay? And your pastor. And I just started to, to just freak out for a moment. I just had like a, a three, four-hour freak out where I just lost it. It was like the disciples in the boat, and they just said, Jesus, not only are we going to die, you're going to die too. I mean, that's where I was at. And I just like Jesus was saying to me, where is your faith? Right? Remember when he said to the disciples who were in the boat in the midst of the storm, he didn't say, where's your commitment? He didn't say, where's your dedication? They're in the boat. They're with him. He said to them, where's your faith? I just felt like I had to just, I had to get a grip on myself. And I had to just kind of come to grips and go, no, listen, I have to believe the word of God. I have to declare and I have to stand. I can't give up. I can't quit. I can't just say this is the end because the devil was just whispering in my ear. He's just speaking to me and goes, oh, this is it. It's over. This is it. Huh? And I had to stand. Sometimes you got to lay hands on yourself. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. Sometimes you have to talk to yourself, right? And just say, no, no, no. I still believe in healing. I still believe that he's the God of miracles. I still believe that when I pray, I may not see it with my natural eyes, but I believe that God is going to do an absolute miracle. Somebody say, amen. 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 We can't quit. We can't give up. Hallelujah. Listen, it's nothing, nothing, nothing sometimes. And then it's nothing, nothing, nothing again. And then it's breakthrough. Amen. My, my, I, everybody should have a life verse. I, I've taught this for several years now, that every one of us should have a verse that we look to, that when we get that text message, when we get that, that email, when that phone call comes in, when all of a sudden it's just calamity begins to knock on our door, we just go to that verse, right? Maybe it's a portion of verses, maybe it's a, a whole chapter, wherever it is in the Bible, that's your go-to verse. And mine is Ephesians 3.20. Now my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I would ask or think according to the power that is at work in us. And in my dark days that's the verse I go to but do you know there's another verse in the Bible that has meant so much to me and sometimes you'll read it and the first time I read it and I read it and I read it and I read it I didn't see it and all of a sudden I saw it Joshua chapter 6 God brings Joshua to the edge of a piece of land where he could overlook the city of Jericho right and the city of Jericho was was a city that was fortified by a wall that was so thick and so impenetrable that they actually did chariot races on the top of the, the wall. And the Bible says this, Joshua chapter 6, verse 1. It says this, then God brought Joshua to, to see Jericho. And it says this, that because of the reputation of the children of Israel, nobody went in and nobody came out. They were on lockdown. They all had masks on. Come on now. They couldn't go sit at their favorite restaurant. It was as bad as it could get. 
They were on lockdown, right? And the Bible says this, verse 2. Then God said to Joshua, (laughs) nobody coming in and nobody going out. See, I've given you the city. Come on now. It's like it should have been the exact opposite. People should have been coming and going, and it should have been like, oh, this is going to be easy. No, they were prepared. They were waiting. They'd heard about the children of Israel. So they locked the city down. They shut it down tight. They were prepared and waiting. And God said, see, oh, this is going to be easy. See, breakthrough's coming. See, those walls are coming down. Listen, and they went around the walls once. Nothing. Come on now. They ran around twice, nothing. Three times, nothing. Four, five, six times, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And then they lifted up a shout. They played a trumpet and boom, breakthrough. Hallelujah. Listen, we just have to believe that we are one shout, one march, one prayer, one tithe away from seeing breakthrough come into our life. Amen. Amen. We can't give up. He's the, God of, he's the God of miracles. We sang that today. He's the God of, of suddenlies. You say, well, pastor, that's easy because after all, they had a promise that on the 7th March, they'd see breakthrough. Naaman had a promise that the seventh time he dipped down, when he came up, he'd be healed. Well, let me take you to a portion of scripture where there was no timetable and no promise of an exact moment of breakthrough, all right? Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas had been beaten, thrown in jail, and their feet were fastened in stocks. And you think we got it rough right now. That's pretty bad. And the Bible says this, and while they were in prison, their feet fastened in stocks, they begin to worship God. Whoo, hallelujah. They just begin to sing the Psalms. They begin to sing all the old standards. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. I surrender all. How great thou art. Come on now. And they're just singing. And listen, there was no promise that they had that said, when the clock strikes midnight, breakthrough. They just kept worshiping. Come on now. See, some of you are at the 1130 hour. You got a little ways to go. You got a little ways to go. And then some of you, you're at the 1130 hour. Woo, hallelujah. Come on now. It's about to break through in your life. And then some of you, you're at 1159. Hallelujah. You're just one hand lifted up away. You're just one clap away. You're just one song away. Come on now. Listen, we're all at different places right before we get to the breakthrough. But listen, it may be nothing, 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 nothing. And then boom, breakthrough. Hallelujah. You just can't quit and you can't give up. Amen. You just have to believe. You just have to believe. I'm this close to break. And if you don't know what else to do, worship God. 
If you don't know what else to do, lift your hands and sing. Amen. If you don't know what else to do, just give God praise in the midst of the battle. Hallelujah. You say, well, pastor, it's still going on. Nothing's changed. I've been praying and I've been praying and I've been praying and I haven't seen anything yet. Close your natural eyes. Open your spiritual eyes and begin to declare. Listen, I believe breakthroughs on the way. Hallelujah. Listen, you say this. I don't have a, a, a seventh, a promise of a seventh march or a seventh dip, but I know this, you've got a book full of promises here that you can stand on and declare and say, listen, I believe this book is God-inspired. I believe it has promises for me and what it says God is going to do. Amen? I believe that for me. Hallelujah. Stand on the promises of God. Listen, last year, 2019, was the worst year of our life. For my wife and I, by far, by far the worst year of our life. We look at 22, we've been loving this year. Some of you think, what are you kidding me? No, this is great year, right? And here's why. We walked through something last year that was the absolute worst thing we'd ever walked through. And I mean, it was just the, the absolute worst. And we couldn't wait for the year to get over. And this year, listen, we haven't seen a complete breakthrough but we've started to see one cloud. Hallelujah. We started to see one cloud. My wife and I were driving to meet with some minister friends of ours yesterday morning, and we just began to talk and go, you know what, honey? It's getting better. It's getting better, right? And sometimes the devil will tell you, no, it's not getting better. It's getting worse. Huh? The devil will just whisper in your ear, come on now, it's not going to get any better. They're not going to change. They're not going to come back home. They're not gonna, you're not going to see financial breakthrough. You're going to have to eat cat food for your retirement. I mean, the devil tells you all these things, right? Come on now. And so you have to just declare, no, 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 it's not going to be like that. Hallelujah. I see the cloud. I see a cloud. I see, I see breakthrough coming. Come on now. I'm closing my natural eyes. I'm going to open my spiritual eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we're just going through this year going, no, I just believe. I just believe. I haven't put God on any timetable. I haven't said, God, it has to happen at such and such a time. I'm just sitting there going, God, I don't know when you're going to do it. I just know that you're going to do it. Hallelujah. I just know I'm going to see it. I know I'm going to walk in victory. I know the devil's defeated. And I know that we're getting to the other side of the storm. Hallelujah. You say, well, pastor, what if this thing lasts three more months? You're going to be okay. Hallelujah. You'll be all right. What if it lasts six more months? Then you're going to endure six more months. What if the crisis goes on a whole nother year? Come on now. Mask up. Come on now. If you got to. I got a cool little mask. It says Florida Gators. And I walk into Publix. I got the best mask ever. And I just, I'm okay. It's okay. It's all right. We're going to get to the other side of it. Hallelujah. Amen. We're going to get to the other side. You have to believe. You just have to declare. No, I believe God is going to get me through this thing. I want to share one more scripture with you if I can. Psalms 27. David is writing, and this is a psalm of David. Verse number one, I love. Who the Lord is my light and my salvation. Huh? Whom shall I fear? Hmm? The Lord is the strength of my life, verse two says. Of whom shall I be afraid? Woo, Hallelujah. Verse 4 says this, One thing have I asked of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Ooh, hallelujah. That's a good psalm. But watch the very last verse. 
Let me give it to you in the New Living Translation. It says this, wait patiently on the Lord. Hmm? You just wait. Huh? And then it says this, be brave and courageous, period. Now, I don't know exactly how David penned the next words. What I mean by that is this, I don't know if he paused for just a moment. Right? Do you remember now that the Bible is inspired by God? The Holy Spirit would speak, the Bible says, and men would just write. And so David is writing while the Holy Spirit's speaking. And I don't know if he paused for just a moment and he said to himself, God, I've been waiting. I've been waiting. I haven't seen the breakthrough. I haven't seen the victory yet. I'm still being chased. I'm still being tormented. I'm still having to run for my life. I'm still dealing with all sorts of struggles and my enemies are still coming at me. And so he wrote the words, wait patiently on the Lord, be brave and courageous. And maybe, just maybe, he paused for just a moment and the Holy Spirit spoke to David and said, David, write it again. Come on now, write it again. Wait on the Lord. Should I wait? Yes. Wait on the Lord. See, some of you are going, you're at that, you're at that pause moment. I know God said be brave, and I know God said be courageous, but I just feel like giving up. I just feel like giving in. I just feel like quitting. I just feel like I can't go another month going through what I'm going through. I can't go another three months. I can't go another year going through what I'm going through. I've been waiting. How long can I keep waiting? Can I really just keep waiting? Yes. You wait. You just keep waiting and keep believing and keep praying and keep being obedient and keep doing what God said to do and you just might see nothing, nothing, nothing for a while. And then what? You keep praying and you keep believing and you keep doing everything that God said to do and then you might see nothing, nothing, nothing for a while, right? And then what? And then you keep praying and listen, it may be the next prayer, the next tithe, the next song, the next time you come when you see absolute breakthrough, amen? When you go from nothing, nothing, nothing to breakthrough, hallelujah? Breakthrough is on the way. You're gonna get to the other side. God has never let anybody down and he won't start with you, hallelujah? Can we give God praise this morning? He's not gonna let you down. He's not gonna give you up. If you just don't give up yourself, amen, you just can't quit. There is no quitting place. There's just no place. Listen, when that bad news came my, my way this week, when all of a sudden I felt that storm, I just had to say, no, God, no, I'm not going to give up and I'm not going to give in. Amen. I just refuse to quit. I'm going to ask Pastor Mark to come back today. And I want to just save some time for what we're going to do next. I didn't even know we were singing this song today. I had no idea. I just know that when I hear these words, I just get so excited because the moment that song starts and it says this, 
let faith arise. Woo! It gets me, it gets me. Because I just allow that to stir my heart. I had to say it to myself this week. I had to say it to myself. I had to say, Brian, be brave. Be courageous. You don't give up praying. You don't give in. And you don't let the devil speak fear and worry into your life. Amen. And I may haven't seen it yet. Listen, I've been praying and what I'm praying for, I haven't seen yet. And there's a couple things I'm praying for I haven't seen yet. But you know what? God's going to do it. I don't know how. I don't know when. I didn't put them on a clock. Come on now. I didn't set a timer with God. I just said, God, I believe. I believe. I believe you're going to do it. So we sang that today. Let faith arise. Woo, hallelujah. And then we talked about this. In spite of what I feel, I believe. Yes. Amen. I just believe. I don't know what you're going through in, in your life, in your world. Maybe you're here today and it's a physical thing. There's a challenge that you're facing physically, right? You need to stand and you need to declare, God, I believe. I believe healing is coming to me, to my family, to the one I've been praying for. Maybe you're here today and it's a financial situation. And if you haven't been given, I want to encourage you to, to be faithful to God and giving and tithing. And you, the minute you do it, you go, okay, I'm going to do it. But it may not be the first time you do it. Amen. You have to keep believing and keep declaring and keep doing what God said to do. But God is going to bring breakthrough to your life financially. Maybe you're here today and it's a family situation. You believe in God for your marriage. You believe in God for kids. Come on now. You believe in God for, for loved ones who are lost to get saved either again or for the very first time. Let faith arise. Amen. Listen, let faith arise. We're not moved by what we see in the natural. We're moved by faith. Amen. Listen, I don't know about you, but I've had moments of faith failures like I told you about earlier. I had moments in my life where I just felt like, that's it. I quit. I give up. And it happens. And then my wife smacks me around and, and spiritually sometimes and goes, no, don't, you can't quit. You can't give up. And so I had that moment last week for about four hours. I had to call Cynthia. Cynthia's like, come on. God's got this. Amen. Can I just tell you today? God's got this. Hallelujah. God has this. Amen. God's got this. Amen. Would you stand to your feet today?